0: Hello and welcome back or welcome to the Bradley Breakfield show. I am your host, Bradley Brakefield. This is a podcast where we talk about mostly sports, but whatever the fuck I want to talk about, let's just get into it. A little news today, then we'll hit one love, one hate segment. We'll talk about my top 10 favorite college football games this weekend, my top five favorite NFL games, where I'm putting my money, you know, what I'm riding with. Let's just get into it, you know, Eagles, Texans. Just got done watching that one. Well, I had to record this a little later than usual. I recorded last night after the game and went to post post this episode. And for some reason, the audio file was corrupted. So here I am restarting in the morning, hoping that my mind is fresh, hoping that I'm putting out the perfect, you know, one-liners and all that jazz. So the Eagles-Texans, Texans had them there for a little bit. You know, I, I actually bet Texans money line last night because I saw a TikTok that said that the Texans were going to win. So I was like, you know what? Maybe they are. So I decided to take it didn't work out, though. Texans, they, I mean, they were in that game for a while. The Eagles didn't end up pulling away. They obviously were the better team. At the end of the day, everyone knew that. So, But Texans didn't look too bad. You know, we've got a lot going on in sports right now. Phillies and Astros last night. Astros, Astros got the dub. They're up 3-2, heading back to Houston. I'm not sure if game six is tonight or tomorrow. Justin Verlander got his first win in the World Series, which is crazy when you think about how many World Series he has been to. So, absolutely wild there. Kyrie Irving is being called um, basically a racist for his anti-Semitic remarks that he's had. Finally issued an apology last night at like 12 o'clock. It was pretty late in the evening, but he did release that. So hopefully it's a step forward in the right direction. He's been getting called out a lot for supporting Kanye and what he had to say. So just absolutely a wild, wild situation there. But Hopefully the right action gets taken because there's no place for racism in this world, especially I don't care what color you are. Everyone has a little bit of racism, apparently. So, NFL trade deadline was quite insane on Tuesday. TJ Hawkinson getting get traded from the Lions to the Vikings. I'll talk about that a little bit more later, but it has to be probably the best move that any team made because the Vikings just helped elevate their offense. Claypool, Chase Claypool, got... Claypool gets traded from, excuse me, from the Steelers to the Bears. Justin Fields finally gets himself a weapon. You know they didn't. They did trade Rokon Smith away earlier in the week to the Ravens, but I think it's a a step in the right direction for the Bears. You know, it's. It, I want to do some research into it, but I feel like when a quarterback has a guy that's you know top twenty, top twenty five in the league at receiver, they actually produce better than the shitty quarterbacks that don't have anyone I want to do some research into that and see you know if you have one of them top tier talented guys if it if it actually does help boost boost the quarterback play up a lot because I think it probably does you know if you have a guy that you could rely on that you know is going to make plays and going to make shit happen your job becomes probably 20% less stressful you know Probably the biggest move, though, has to be Bradley Chubb getting traded from the Broncos to the Dolphins. Dolphins are loading up. I mean, they're looking good. Tua hasn't lost a game yet this year. So <clears throat> adding another weapon up there front with Christian Wilkins and Raekwon Davis and Emmanuel Ogbaugh and Jalen Phillips. It's just a pretty loaded pretty loaded front, you know, and their front seven's pretty good. So Dolphins are definitely building up to make a run at the Super Bowl this year. So definitely a team to watch out for. But those were just the big trade deadline moves. <laughs> Sticking with football, though, Dan Snyder is possibly selling the team. He hired Bank of America to look into selling the team, basically. And then later in the day, later in the day reports came out that U.S. attorneys are looking, at doing a criminal investigation into the commanders for financial improperties. So they're pretty much going down the drain. There's all sorts of people that are trying to... Put their name out there. There's talks that RG three wants to buy the team. I mean, there's just it's I'm it's gonna the team's gonna sell. It's time that the team sells. Dan Snyder at the helm has been probably the worst owner in the NFL other than Jerry Jones, just because Jerry Jones looks like a greasy, slimy ball piece of shit basically. But so hopefully the Commanders will sell, and then the Commanders will actually start to be somewhat of a franchise, unlike with the, well, they I mean they've won games and shit, but they're just kind of a dumpster fire of a Franchise when you look at the bottom tier franchise in the NFL. Moving a little bit to the NBA here, Ime Udoka is getting hired by the Nets after they fired Steve Nash, which makes no sense to me. I don't understand how the Celtics are just going to let Ime Udoka walk out the fucking door after he led us to an NBA Finals last year. But consensual relationship with a woman—that's what will get you canned in America these days. I know there's reports saying that you know we don't know everything, but it's like if we don't know everything, I feel like we should because it just doesn't make sense. I don't think it makes sense to anybody. I understand, you know, that's inappropriate to do at work. I get that, but it was consen- it was according to reports consensual. So I hate to see him walk out the door and go coach the Nets. It fucking sucks, but that's just the world we live in, I guess. You know, they're just gonna put the guy that has an affair on his fiance with a guy that's a racist towards Jews. It's bound to work, right, with Kevin Durant in the mix and Ben Simmons, who can't shoot and has not been playing because he can't shoot and he's scared to shoot. So, Nets are looking up, I guess. But A little bit more kind of news articles here that I wanted to talk about. Um, Dwayne Wade's ex-wife is calling for a judge to intervene with their daughter who is going who wants to go through trans—I don't know what the word is for— wanting to change her sex, I'm sorry, but she wants to do, she wants to switch from a boy to a girl, and she's begging the courts to stop it because she believes that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are kind of pushing her towards this because of financial gain. I mean, she's already got a bunch of modeling stuff. It's It's kind of a nasty disaster. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure there was a big dispute about who gets the kids many years back, so kind of, that's probably going to get turned up again, so, if it's true though, that's, that's disgusting for Dwayne Wade and G- Gabrielle Union to be doing that to their kid, so, it's just, it would not look good if that's actually the case, and who knows, I mean, it is a little fishy that she comes out, you know, wanting to do the transformation, and all of a sudden, a bunch of modeling contracts and stuff, it's just a little fishy to me, I, I could see why the mom is kind of upset, so. She's only 15, want she wants them to wait till she's 18 to go through with it, which I think makes sense, in my opinion, but I don't know. Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico secretly got married, so I think that makes them Mrs. Universes, I would think. I don't know. Good-looking couple, though. I mean, good for them. <clears throat> and I watched this documentary um, earlier this week. It's called God Forbid. It's about a, a young man who got taken advantage of, Basically, in some sense, kind of groomed by the Falwells. They um, ran Liberty University, the biggest Christian university in the country. They basically coaxed him into being like the wife's fuckboy, and the, the dad would, or the husband, he'd sit there and watch like a cuck. Wild, wild situation. Promised him a bunch of business stuff, and he never got his money once all the reports came out and all this. So he made the movie trying to get his. Basically, trying to be like I, sh- I deserve my money. Great documentary, you know. You- I felt bad for the guy. I understood what you know kind of happened to him. I could see how it how it could happen, how he got mixed up in it, all that stuff. But then at the end of the documentary, they basically turned it into the Wells are the reason that January sixth happened. If that's the case or not, I don't fucking care because it wasn't a part of what the documentary is about. In my opinion, it was just pushing propaganda. It took away from this young man's story about basically being groomed and taken advantage of by these older, rich, white people. And they turned it into basically propaganda and these people are racist, all this shit, when that's not the point. It ruins... To me, it ruined the story and took away from what that guy went through. I'm sure it's traumatizing. He was promised money. He was promised businesses. He basically was left in the dumpster because they everything fell apart and they just kind of said fuck you and were holding stuff over his head horrible situation but i was just i was kind of it ruined the documentary for me by the way that it ended it felt like propaganda it felt like it was pushing a narrative when really it should have just been telling this kid's story and honestly it really is just it's disgusting that's not that's not what it was about it's about this kid's story him trying to get his money that he's rightfully owed being taken advantage of basically being groomed but you turn it in to something like that just to push your narrative and propaganda fuck out of here don't be a cunt like that that's fucking ridiculous do better that's not stop living in this fucking world where you think just because you don't agree with something and somebody might have a tie to it push that narrative into the documentary that you're making about about a young man who was basically he was groomed i'm not i'm not saying basically he was groomed he was groomed He was in a weird situation. He was basically taken advantage of. They took pictures of him to hold it over his head. That's what it was about. Not about all that other shit. Do better. It's fucking disgusting. Stop making this world worse. Oh, and yeah, I forgot to talk about. Gonzaga is possibly in talks to join the Big 12. They'll be in a, for basketball, they don't have a football program, so they'll finally be in a power conference and, you know, might help boost their resumes more, make them a better team in the future. I would love to see it. I think they should join the Pac-Twelve, honestly, just regionally makes more sense to me. But I love the move to join a join a bigger conference for them. Now moving to One Love, One Hate. This week, I am loving on motherfucking Red Bulls. I absolutely adore Red Bulls. They're like my child that I haven't had yet. Everything about a Red Bull always tickles my fucking pickle. I put it in vodka, the best thing ever. I drink it by itself, the best thing ever. I get a watermelon one, the best thing ever. I drink sugar-free ones just because I like the flavor, and I don't want to spike my fucking diabetes. I love Red Bull. I'll always love Red Bull. I could drink probably 20 a day just because I love the flavor. Some people say it sucks. I think it's the best thing in the world. I love you, Red Bull. Please sponsor me. I'm right here. Hit me up on the DMs. Please, Red Bull. I want a fucking sponsorship deal because I love you that much. I I would die. Oh, no, I would die. I would kill for Red Bull. Like You want to start like a Special Forces to do anything, I'd join for Red Bull. Like, I just love, that's how much I love Red Bull. I will die for Red Bull and kill for Red Bull. What I'm hating on this week kind of goes back to that documentary. but also includes Elon Musk on Twitter, all the stuff, you know. I am so fucking sick and tired, and I hate how soft the world is. Every little thing upsets someone today, and it's so, so annoying. Listen to Joe Rogan's podcast the other day with Dr. Phil. And Dr. Phil was just naming off all these words that you're not supposed to say. Stupid words, like secretary. Can't say secretary. You're not supposed to say this. Stop being fucking soft, man. It's fucking. I just don't get it. If you don't allow for comedy, don't allow for discussion, even if it's a horrible discussion about racism, slavery, anything, if you can't talk about stuff, we as a world, as a country, are never going to get better. Stop being soft. Allow for conversation. Allow for. And everyone's upset about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Everyone's freaking out because he wants to charge people money to have a blue check mark. I totally agree. Stop being fucking soft. There's, it's so unfair to me. And it's funny because it always comes to these people who almost preach socialism and like social justice and all this stuff. But if they lose their blue check mark, they lose their fan base. They're not as popular. They're not whatever the fuck that that blue check mark brings to them. Who cares? Stop being so soft. They're upset because Elon Musk wants to change Twitter. Everyone's upset because the use of the N-word went up. All, All this extra stuff. Who fucking cares? That stuff makes the world better. To be able to have conversations, to be able to talk about stuff, to be able to be like, okay, this is wrong. This is what's wrong. Don't agree with this. But here you see it. Look at how bad this is. Don't be like that. That's what that can create. If you just sit there and you censor everything that doesn't agree with your narrative, doesn't push your propaganda, doesn't, doesn't go along with what you believe in, and you just report it or block it, well, block it, I could understand. If you don't want to see it, I get that. But if you report it or you're like, how could you do this? Think think about it. Just think about having that conversation. Think about what having the ability to openly talk about issues and hear other people's perspective It can change the world in so many ways. I've always leaned conservative since I was in high school. I always have. I'll be honest. But as I've gotten older, I've opened my mind more. And I've been able to be like, you know what? I'm more in the middle because I don't agree with this two-party system. And I don't agree with how soft people are on both sides. Stop being a fucking pussy. Allow for debate. Allow for change. Allow for things to be talked about. All it does at the end of the day is make our world better. Stop being soft. Embrace debate. Look at what the other side has to say. Look at what anyone has to say. And if it's bad and it's racist or whatever, use that as an example. It doesn't need to be taken down. Use it as an example. I'm just tired of how soft the world is. It just need it's, it's ridiculous. If you can't, if you can't, especially comedy, if you can't have jokes on the internet about shit that probably is fucked up, then it's, what's the point? What's the point of living? It's whatever. Moving on. Top 10. College games this week, pretty big slate, a lot of big games. Starting off with Oregon State, Washington, happening on Friday night. Really big game for both these teams. You know, if they, they went out, they're, they could kind of slip into that Pac-12 championship somehow. They both only have two losses right now. I mean, there's there's a the likelihood that Oregon loses, in the, loses two games. The Pac-12 is very open, so this is a big one for both these teams. I mean, winner can kind of keep themselves alive. I really like Oregon State here. Um, it is at Washington. Taking Oregon State money line, I just I have a little bit more faith. Oregon State's ranked right now. I think they're going to put together a pretty good season this year. I'm excited for them. So Oregon State money line, take it tonight. Let's do it. <clears throat> Texas Tech, TCU. TCU's not getting a lot of respect they deserve, which I, I'm a, I'm in the middle on this one. I think that they should be up there. They have a great resume. I just don't think that everyone thinks they have the team that they that can compete for a title, which I think is true. But you know, if they keep on winning, they're gonna. They should be in the playoff. If they go thirteen and zero, the Big Twelve, in my opinion, is almost the best conference in college football this year. From top to bottom, anyone can beat anyone. That's that's how that conference is laid out this year. That being said, with Texas Tech, I'm taking the over because I could I could see TCU slipping up at some point. It does it does kind of worry me. So I'm just gonna stick to the over sixty eight and a half. I think there's gonna be a ton of points both teams can throw the ball both teams can score should be should be an exciting game should be tons of points in my opinion so i'm just taking the over there for TCU Texas Tech over 68 and a half biggest game probably the biggest game of the weekend for everyone else Tennessee Georgia Tennessee's ranked number 1 in the college football playoff Georgia ranked number 1 in the AP poll first time ever 1 versus 1 going down on CBS This is going to be a good game. Georgia's favorite at minus eight right now. But I'm, th- I'm leaning towards Tennessee on this one. I really feel like this is a year that Tennessee makes a run to go to the playoff. They make the playoff. I don't think they can win the national championship, though. I don't really have that much faith in them. If they do, holy fucking shit. Good for them. But I don't know. Best offense versus best defense in the country. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. going to be a hell of a game. I'm going to take Tennessee money line here, though, I think. Throw them in the pray for chaos, chaos parlay. Put them in the cleavage report, like you name it. I am riding Tennessee this weekend. Michigan State, Illinois. If Illinois is a legit contender this year, a legit team to try and win the Big 12 or Big 10, excuse me, they will win this game and they will cover the spread abysmally. It's at 16 and a half. I'm taking it. Illinois, is my 16 and a half. I think that Chase Brown's going to run the ball down their throat. Brett Bilem is going to come out. He's going to do Big Ten football, old school, ground and pound like he's been doing all year. Illinois is going to walk away with a W here. They're going to cover that spread, and they're going to shoot up in the rankings. They're just going to keep climbing, keep climbing, keep climbing, and they're going to win the Big Ten championship this year. Write it down. Write it down. I have faith in the fighting Illini this year. Oklahoma State, Kansas, Oklahoma State, fresh off an embarrassing loss. to Kansas State didn't even score a point. Kansas has lost three states. Oak State wants to have any chance of trying to stick in the Big 12 championship conversation. They have to win this game. But I'm going Kansas here. Kansas Moneyline, the line was even when I looked at it er earlier. I don't know really where to bet. I'm just going to go with Kansas Moneyline here. I could go with the over, but after watching Oklahoma State not score a point last weekend, I am scared that they might not do it again or their offense might come out flat again. Going Kansas Moneyline, I think Lance Heifold gets that sixth win of the year makes the Jayhawks bowl eligible. Kansas Moneyline. Let's let's fucking take it. I just fucking take it. I don't know what else to tell you. Number twenty, Syracuse traveling up to well traveling down to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to face the Pitt Panthers. I feel like Syracuse is on a downhill turn. Two losses in a row. It just that's a lot. It's hard to come back from. Pitt is a really good team this, I mean they're not really good, but I think they are a good team this year. They've had some tough losses. I think this is one of those games where Narduzzi just kind of puts it together. They kind of ground and pound and dink and dunk their way down the field and beat Syracuse. I'm taking Pitt minus three and a half here. I just don't see how the Pitt Panthers don't win this game. I think Syracuse is kind of on a downhill turn at this point in the season. Hands down, far and wide, the biggest game of the weekend for me or everyone else if you're listening to this podcast, if you're watching this clip because I'm going to clip it out after I go on this tyrant. Number six, Alabama, number 10. LSU. LSU, I totally believe. I think we're a good team this year. I think that we're probably a top 15 team in the country. I really do. But number 10 right now seems like a bit much. Just being honest. feel like it's a resume booster for Bama. And I know all the stats. I know everything says that Alabama comes here to Baton Rouge and beats LSU every time. But you know what hasn't happened in all those situations? I haven't been in the stadium. I'm a fucking good luck charm. I'm wearing my Brian Kelly shirt again because last time I was there, LSU won. I'm going to fucking take my shirt off when it's pissing rain tomorrow night. I'm just going to be flying that thing around. I'm going to be so absolutely juiced because LSU is going to win this game. Jaden Daniels has been on an absolute tear. Alabama is weak as shit. They're not weak as shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I offended you. They're not as good as they have been. This is a game that LSU is going to win. I have the utmost faith in it. LSU money line. I'm taking it. I'm putting my rent money on it. I'm putting my grocery money on it. I'm putting my life savings on it. I'm not really doing any of that. I'm just trying to make my point here. LSU is going to win this game. I know it deep down in my fucking plums. LSU is going to win this game. We're going to dominate the trenches. Alabama's defense has been abysmal all year long. They had one good game against Mississippi State where they gave up a bunch of yards. LSU has a lot more weapons than Mississippi State. We're going to be able to score. We're going to win this motherfucking game. Write it down. And also watch the game. You might see me on TV. So with my shirt off, flying that shit around, fucking absolutely juiced. Texas, Kansas State. Texas slides into the top twenty-five again at twenty-four. Kansas State's thirteenth in the country. <sighs> the odds are in favor of Texas, which I understand. You know, Vegas has a little something going on there, but I'm I'm taking Kansas State moneyline. I I really am. I I don't care if it's Will Howard or Adrian Martinez tomorrow at quarterback. I don't. I didn't look in to see who it was. It doesn't matter to me. Kansas State wins this game. TCU wants Kansas State to win this game. Big 12 wants Kansas State to win this game. The best thing they have for the Big 12 is Kansas State wins out and TCU beats them again in the Big 12 championship. That's the best best case scenario for the Big 12 to get the team in the playoff this year. And I just don't see how Kansas State loses. I know that Vegas is favoring Texas, and I've been on Texas all year long. I love Texas. But Kansas State is just in a great spot this year, and I don't see how they lose this game. Now probably the sneakiest big game of the weekend has to be Clemson-Notre Dame. Lots and lots to talk about this game, you know. Especially where the college playoff standings came out on Tuesday. Clemson's sitting at four. Everyone, you know, this is probably the biggest game Clemson's had all year. This is a game that Clemson definitely, I think, can lose. Yes, I know it's Notre Dame. Yes, it's Notre Dame, though. <clears throat> Notre Dame hasn't been good this year. They still have probably one of the top 25 most talented rosters in all of college football. They still bring in the talent. They still have the guys to get the job done. They've still won games this year. They're at home. I don't know why. I just have a thing. Notre Dame's going to show up. They're going to play their ass off. They're going to win this game. Notre Dame money line. Clemson's going to fall out of the top fucking ten probably. But That is how I see that one playing out. Notre Dame money line. I think they're still a good team. I think they're still going to find a way to win this game, especially at home. I think it's going to be under the lights. Yeah, it's under the lights. So, Notre Dame, money line. Wake Forest, NC State, no Devin Leary for the Wolfpack. And Wake Forest, fresh off a huge embarrassing loss to Louisville last week. You know, they fell from 10 to 21 in the country. Fresh off an embarrassing loss, will fire a team up. Sam Hartman's going to come out. They're going to absolutely destroy NC State, especially because they don't have Devin Leary. Wake Forest, minus four, has to, be, has to be the pick there. I don't see how it doesn't happen. I'm riding right Wake Forest. I think they have a big bounce back game beat the crap out of NC State. This isn't a game, but I don't know if you saw Lane Kiffin has been sparking up the rumors on Twitter about who's taking the Auburn job. Just re retweeting articles that are saying Deion Sanders would be a great fit, all sorts of stuff. You know, it's it's pretty funny. It's Lane playing into the into the narrative of who he has as the person, which we'd love to see, but I also saw this thing going around it's like Could you imagine if Deion Sanders was the head coach at Auburn and he brought Cam Newton with him on recruiting visits, two of the swaggiest motherfuckers there ever has been coming in to sit in your fucking living room. They're like, hey, come to Auburn. Come win. Come win titles. Come play for me. Come be a part of this sway. Come be a part of this culture. Dude, it would be unfair. Auburn would shoot up so high in program notability or whatever the word would be. They would be... Probably a top-ten program next year if they hired Deion Sanders. I believe that to its fullest. It's Dion, man. I mean, he'd probably get half his team to transfer from Jackson State. I mean, his, his kid would play quarterback. Travis Hunter would transfer. I mean, Auburn would be so good next year, honestly, if they hired Deion Sanders. We'll see what happens. I could see him taking the job, but at the same time, I could see him telling him no. But I don't know. We'll see. let we'll am move into my five favorite NFL games this week. Starting off, Chargers-Falcons. Don't have a lot of faith in the Chargers. I know the Falcons have been a covering machine this year. I could see this game going either way. Honestly, the Falcons are trending up. The Chargers are kind of sitting there in the middle. Taking the over here, I, I like it at 49.5. I think this is like a 31-28 type ball game. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Both teams have decent defenses but not good enough to stop a good offense. And I think both teams are just going to kind of dink and dunk their way down the field and get quite a few points. Like in the over there. Bills-Jets, another chance for the Jets to show that they are a legit contender to make the playoff this year. Bills, I mean, they did good on Sunday night, but they weren't as good as I think they have been. So I'm taking Jets plus 12.5 here. I think the Jets keep it close, lose by 10-ish, you know. That's that's just how I see that one going on. I think the Bills will win pretty easily, but I I can see the Jets getting kind of a last-minute touchdown to kind of bring it close and cover the spread there. Vikings, Commanders, I told you I was going to talk a little bit more about that. T.J. Hawkinson trade, you know, big matchup. Kirk Cousins, Taylor Heineke, love to see it. And I think that if Kevin O'Connell is anything of a coach, having T.J. Hawkinson should open up your offense in so many ways. You have Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson, sorry, I always forget to say his name. Dalvin Cook in the backfield, Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Ooh, but okay enough, it's not a primetime game. If he's anything of a coach, the offensive genius he's considered to be, the offense should be able to just tear up the Commanders. They don't have a lot of; they're not good on defense. They're not the best, so they should be able to destroy them. Vikings minus three and a half. I think they win by ten or twenty, anything around there. Rams Bucks mid off game of the year. I mean, both these teams have kind of been in a dumpster fire. Um, I do think the Bucks to win this one though. I I have a little bit more faith in Brady than I do the Rams right now. The Rams just—they're not—I don't know—they're just lacking something, and I just really don't know what it is. Offensive production, really. I mean, having one really good receiver, not really throwing to your other pretty good receiver, kind of does hurt you. So I think—I think Rams or Bucks win here. Sorry, minus three, taking that. I think it. I might even just take the money line because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this game honestly, but I do think the Bucks are gonna win. Last game that tickles my pickle. Titans Chiefs. I love the points here. I'm taking the over at 45 and a half. Chiefs can score. I think the Titans. They're gonna feed fucking the king, Derrick Henry himself. He's gonna get like three touchdowns this week. He's. I just. I can feel it in my plums. Gonna be an exciting game. Sunday night game. I. I think there's gonna be a lot of points there. So I'm taking the over at 45 and a half. So that's today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Just that you know, I love you so much. You're my. You're my. You're my heroes. I don't know what I'm talking about, but. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, send to your friends, send it to whoever's the softest person in your world, tell them to stop being fucking soft, and that I told them to stop being soft, and tell them to come argue with me if they have a problem with being soft. But that's today's show, I love you, thanks for sticking around, have a great weekend, but for now, your boy Titties is out.